Welcome to Portside Moms. I'm your host, Wendy Sparks. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Miriam Potterbin, the mother of Dallas Mavericks superstar, Luca Doncic. Let's welcome Miriam to the show. Thank you, Miriam, for coming on Courtside Moms. I really appreciate your time. Thank you very much for your invitation. Typically, my interviews have been with moms whose sons' careers have started in the NBA and they end up playing overseas at some point. However, your son did the reverse. He started playing professionally in Madrid and now is in the NBA. So I have to ask you, can you please give me a snapshot of his career, where it all started? Yeah, actually, if I start from the beginning, he started to play basketball when he was six, seven years old in his own school. Uh, then when he was 13 years old, he was really young. I mean, he was really a kid. Uh, he joined Real Madrid in Spain. Uh, that was probably the toughest decision in my life. Um, I mean... To send your kids somewhere, he doesn't speak their language, nothing. It's everything new, and he's still a kid. It's really the toughest decision in my life. But yeah, he wanted to go. He said, "Mom, I want to try." So he left home with 13 years old, and then he joined NBA. That must have been a big sacrifice for you as a mom to let your baby leave by himself. Yeah, I cried a lot, <laughs> but that's life. In the end. He was happy to went there, so I'm happy now because this is this this time they're over the hardest one. Of course. Now, what was it like for him to adjust by himself in Spain in a totally different country, different language, no mom? He he moved there and he he really enjoyed it. Anyway, it it was hard. Okay. So Luca, being only 16 when he played on the main team, were you worried about him playing against men while still at such a young age? Honestly, no, I, was, I wasn't worried because he was so excited and he wanted to do this. So no, I didn't think about this, that I need to be worried. <laughs> when did you realize that Luca was going to be a superstar? I mean, it's hard to say. That's what people ask me a lot of times. But I never, honestly, I never think about that. For me, it was just important. He's happy. He enjoys his life. And that's it. And I was never thinking so much about this, if he can be successful or not. Because we all know that, that to be successful, there are a lot of things behind, not just basketball. So, yeah. I think think about it. Yeah, I think moms see it from a different perspective, right? Like, you're mom, so our kids as superstars are so far-fetched. For him, for you, it's Luca. Yeah, that's correct. He's just, you, yeah. He's from other perspective, that's correct. As a mom, yeah. not nothing else. Yeah, he's a baby. So, <laughs> I would love to understand and learn from the perspective of a, of a European player who is being drafted into the NBA. How did Luca get noticed by the NBA? He applied for the draft, like all the players does, and after his agent notified him everything was happening. 
Okay. Do you know if scouts from the U.S. just say came and watched him play yeah, in were, Spain? There were a few of them, I know, um, but but he met. I think he met three of them. They came to Spain or over the Skype, but he met three of them. How often did you get out to Spain to watch him play? I was actually I was the uh, first four years he lived there alone. Um, I joined there when he was sixteen. He was mature. He could live alone. Just. He wanted to have kind of family and to help him out of the court. So I moved there when he was 16. At that time, I saw all the games. But otherwise, I was there in the, be- in the beginning. I was there every weekend from Friday right. to Sunday. And then every second or every third, yeah. But I was there a lot. Honestly, I I would miss watching his games because I watched all his games in his life when he was a kid. So, yeah, that's important for me. Of course. So you moved uh, to Spain from your country, uh, Slovenia? Yeah, Slovenia. Did you have to sacrifice your your career in Slovenia to, to live in Spain? Yes, correct. I had to. But I didn't think a second. When he asked right. me to come, I said, that's it. He's my son. I need to do everything for him. But it's true. Yeah, I had my own uh, beauty salon. So I needed to close at that time. So I said, yeah. what's going to be, it's going to be. Just... We need to do That's this for a, our kids. a mother's love, right? Correct. <laughs> right. So when the decision was made to declare for the NBA, did he have to first leave Real Madrid team? Yes, he had to leave Real Madrid. He really wanted to go to NBA. That was his dream. And he had a really good time in Real Madrid. And they were totally okay with him going to NBA. So, yeah. Well, with Real Madrid, he had just won a championship and was MB- MVP before heading to America for the draft. Correct. They won the European Championship and he was the MVP, so he was really happy because it happened just before he left. He left Europe to NBA. Well, that must have been a crazy week for him and for you. It was. It was crazy. Our heads were full of so emotions and those. Priceless moments, I cannot really explain how I felt. Well, let's talk about draft night. How do you prepare as a mom for a draft night? I mean, here you are in Spain, and here your son is now going to be drafted in America. So there must have been some thoughts like, hey, there's a possibility of of Miriam having to move now to America. So what was all that like for you, like the, the preparation for Miriam? Yeah, that was that was really amazing feeling. Um, my heart was beating so fast. And first I congratulated him. But I told him a few words I wanted to tell him when he will be drafted. Um, and then, of course, when he went to the stage, I started Aww. to cry. That is so, that's, I love that. I just yeah. love hearing that. <laughs> So he was drafted to Atlanta Hawks, and then and was it right away that he was traded to um, Dallas Mavs? A little bit later, yeah. I think they, I think yeah. a little bit later, yeah. Not immediately they wanted So now it was official that you're moving to the U.S. So now how did you prepare to move to uh, yet another country? Yeah, actually I didn't prepare so much because I'm used to move all of my life. So I remember when... Most of the people said to Luca, prepare. They told me, actually, be prepared. This is going to be a hard transition for Luca moving to the U.S. 
But I told everyone, no worries. This is going to be really easy for him because moving from Slovenia to Spain with 13, mm -hmm. that was hard. But moving to U.S. wasn't hard at all. So I was excited. I was really excited. Well, and imagine now that you're better prepared, right? Because like you said, you already did that move, right? So... You know, yeah, that that that's good. Then that's good that he had you, because now he's moving across the world to to yeah. live his dream and to have his mom with him. That 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 must have been awesome. It's a great really. Yeah. So your son was already a huge success playing for Real Madrid way before the NBA. Did you ever imagine that his career would end up in the in the U.S.? Actually, I knew that this is his dream. I knew that he can be here. Just like I said uh, before, a lot of things depend on this. So I really believed in him. I knew that he can play. How did the Dallas Mavericks organization receive you? Uh, it's hard to explain how surprised I was because from the first and the last person that they are in the team, they're so extremely nice. They help me whatever I need. So I really, I can thank God that we are here. They are, they are so nice. They are so happy. The culture must be very different for you and Luca living in the U.S. Is there anything that you guys found difficult to adjust to? Actually, it's maybe the hardest thing was the food because my country <laughs> have a really quality organic food. Maybe this yeah. is, this was a little bit hard to uh, adjust, but what I see now, also here, the food is much more much better than it was before because I was here 20 years ago and it was really hard to find something healthy, but now also here you can find a lot of healthy things. Okay, so you've experienced um, the U the U.S. before then, so it wasn't like your first time. No, it was. It was. Oh, okay. So years ago, yeah. Oh, okay. So you had an idea what to expect. Yeah. Just for visiting, but yeah. Luca is so talented and still so young. He was already a highly ranked successful player before entering the NBA draft. Because of that, do you think the Mavs had very high expectations from him? Yeah, I think they, they had a high expectation about him, but that I think that's good. That's also pushed Luca a lot. He wants to be uh, every time better, better. I think he still has a lot of room to improve. And yeah, mm -hmm. that puts him a lot if, if they have expectations about him. Let's talk about the NBA hiatus when the, the pandemic came along and everything came to a stop. And then finally they announced the NBA is going to return and um, they're going to return and be in the bubble. So did you get to go to the bubble? We're here in Dallas because um, we wanted to join after, but they lost then, but we didn't go, yeah. Did you get to watch the games as a virtual fan? Yes. yes. I love it. That was like the best experience. <laughs> I watched my son too. So. Did Luca tell you what, they, what that experience was like for him in the bubble? It's so different than, you know what I mean? Like a, playing in the bubble is different than playing outside the bubble. Yeah, it was it, it was hard. I think so, especially especially in the beginning because they they couldn't hang out between each others. But yeah, later later was a, was okay. But still, we all know that this was a hard stuff without families, without anyone, just with the players. So it's tough. But they survived. That's life. Mm. 
Do you ever, Miriam, sit back and appreciate your role as a mom and your part for getting your son to where he is now? Yes, I do this a lot of times, almost every day. Good for you. Good for you as a mother yeah. because, you know, it's, yeah. it's as moms, we are the ones that back our children and make sure that our children are okay while helping them get to their dreams. Correct. We take care about all other things too, not just about the basketball. I mean, I try to keep, I try to think about things outside of the basketball, but they are important. Yeah, because sometimes our sons, they just want to think about basketball, but they don't realize that you have to live. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 100% true. Um, (laughs) You have experienced watching uh, your son play overseas and then in the, in the U.S., do you see any differences between the fans there in, to say, Madrid versus the fans he, um, in, in Dallas? Yeah, I see. Let's say the big difference I see is when you watch game in Europe, or people watch the game all the time. They go out um, just in halftime. But here in Dallas, it's more like party. People are uh, <laughs> eating food between and those things. So this is the, the biggest difference I see. They are more in Europe. They are more into the game, but here it's more like fun for the families. Yeah, it's more entertainment, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. My son was saying the same thing too. I mean, he played in Turkey and then he played in Greece, and he was Turkey. Turkey is ooh, that. That's interesting. Those games is interesting yeah. to see. <laughs> they are. Yeah, he was. Over the fence. Yeah, he was saying it was real tough when the players uh, when when the teams uh, were losing. Or the visiting teams, they weren't well received by the fans. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> if a parent of a basketball player in your country were to ask you for advice of how to get their child closer to playing in the NBA, what would you tell them? Actually, I do a lot of advices to parents because they, they call me a lot of times. I think that the, the biggest mistake they all do is that they push them. Actually, parents are the one yeah. who wants that they play basketball or football, doesn't matter which sport. I think you need to let them go. So if they have a big wish for this, they will be successful. Yeah. If they don't have, if, they, if you push, push them like a par- as a parent, no way. So this would be my advice. Let them play what they want to play. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Sometimes parents, they see the dream and they see a dream that their child doesn't see. So sometimes you just have to let it happen organically. If if not, they're not going to enjoy it, right? They're going to feel forced to do it. Yeah, and we all know that a professional athlete, that's a lot of sacrifice. How do you say? It's a lot of sacrification. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of sacrifice that you can be successful so right. if you don't have a really wish for this it's hard yeah and like you're saying just let it happen let yeah. just let the process happen critics and analysts are forever sharing their thoughts about a player's strengths and weaknesses does he like say online for example does he ever follow that I mean, I have a feeling he does read sometimes, but he doesn't care so much about this. I mean, he knows in his head he's really mature. He's a man now. He knows exactly what is right, what is wrong. So he knows what he needs to do. Just sometimes. I think he reads sometimes, but 
he's not so so yeah it's hard sometimes to to read about yourself when you you know what I mean when you you feel like I'm doing my best and then you have people that are criticizing but you're right the best advice for him is just who cares <laughs> because yeah. at the end of the day he's on the court and he's he's doing what he has to do right so sometimes I don't understand this but yeah like this and like to criticize a little bit mm-hmm. so yeah you need to accept this if you're famous if you're an athlete Everybody knows you, so you have to accept it, or otherwise you cannot lose it. That's right, because as famous as you are, there's going to be a lot of haters, too. Luca has been playing professionally since he was uh, a teenager. So how did that impact him, and was he able to do activities that a normal teenage boy would do? Unfortunately, this is the, I say, minus of this um, he didn't have this life of normal teenager at all. So he couldn't ha- hang out with friends, go wherever he wants. So he was really focused on basketball. So he lost that part of childhood. But if he wanted to go there, there was no other thing than us at this. No. But yeah, he didn't have a normal, really normal, normal, normal teenage life. Yeah. Well, he likes to play video games now, I heard. <laughs> he likes so I- is I know for him he liked that. So basketball was the only the only thing that he said, okay, I'm not gonna play video games. I go to outside to play basketball. But otherwise he like he likes a lot, yeah. <laughs> so he has already been playing um just as long as most veterans uh, have been playing, but yet he is like ten years younger than them. So what keeps him interested after playing for so long? I think he wants to win. <laughs> what keeps him interesting. So he doesn't want to like to lose. <laughs> we all know that. So I think this is this is the thing. It keeps him interested. He just mm-hmm. wants to win. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did he ever want to quit? No. Never in his life. Never. I don't think this is going to happen. Okay, later when he's going to be older, but no, he he loves basketball so much, so much that he was even sleeping with the ball. You know, for Luca, he's so young now and getting into the NBA. So I can only imagine how you know what I mean. Like he's gonna have such a long, long career left. You know what I mean? He he has so much so much time left and so much development that he needs to do. And I'm, I'm really happy for this because I know this, this was her, his dream. So I just, I just wish he's going to enjoy a long time. This is going to be fun for him for many years. Yeah. With his experience, is this more of a job for him or is it still as much fun as it was uh, when he was a little child? Definitely. This is, this is fun for him. he doesn't take this as a job yeah yeah actually going back to his childhood who started him in basketball who who started him in basketball when he was a child he started in um in uh his school and you said that he was very young playing organized basketball correct yes correct he was, uh, he entered the school with six years old, six and a half, and that time he started to play basketball. And then uh, when he was 10, he joined the first team in uh, Ljubljana. 
So you have had the opportunity of seeing your son play very young up until now. How do you think he's developed as a person and then as a player? Definitely first thing that he became so mature with really young age. Because if you left home, if you leave home from with 13 years old, you became mature very fast. So this is one thing and he needed to take, when he was 18, he needed to take a lot of big decisions in his life and he did it. And that was, all of them was right decisions. So this is, this is the most important thing. I see that he's so, so mature, that he's really a man. Yeah. Did he ever ask you for your advice on the things that he wanted to do? We actually, when he was younger, no, not anymore, because he knows everything, what's right, what's wrong. Um, but before, when he was younger, we talked a lot. We talked a lot. I said my opinion, he said his own opinion, and yeah, we talked a lot. But in the end, he was the one who took all the decisions. Right. And he was so young when all this started. So did you really know anything about basketball at that time? Like when he, when he signed his contract... Um, or when the contract was signed at, uh, when he was 12? I mean, did you know anything about basketball or understand really what it was? Yeah, I knew a lot of basketball, but not so much about the contract. So this was really a stressful time for me because when you don't know exactly what's going on behind, yeah. it's so hard. Um, so I learned a lot. In a few years, I learned really, really a lot. I'm thankful for this because, yeah, it helps also me. And thanks God, we were lucky, me and him, that we took the right decision. But yeah, it was hard and you never know. You're absolutely right. You you never know. Um, and especially when this is new. I mean, for me, it was the same thing. It was everything was new. And I mean, my son was born and raised in Canada. So a lot of the opportunities were in the U.S. So I had no idea Um schools and stuff I had absolutely no idea um, what to do so I had to look for resources and look for friends and look for coaches that would give me um, advice so I did I did the thing actually I, I I talked to the people who are already who were already in basketball so they they helped me a lot but yeah when you are new in this alone yeah it's it's hard to take those decisions because probably we know as mom, if I would take a bad decision for myself, I wouldn't care so much. Right. But if I take some bad decision for my son, that would break me, honestly. So, yeah, that's why it's so much harder for them. Well, of course, because as moms, we want to steer our children in the right direction. And then when we make a mistake, it's so big for us. And we think about what we would have done differently. I mean, I learned uh, some different ways of doing different things, but you only know that it's wrong after it comes back, right? So let's learn some fun facts about Luca. What is that go-to dish that you make that he just absolutely loves? Actually, moussaka. Probably you never heard for it. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's meat and uh-huh. potato, but we don't have it here in US. So yeah, this is this is one of the dishes he really like, and he adore pasta. And 
from the sweets, actually Nutella cake is his Does favorite. Does Luca know how to cook? Um, so. <laughs> Which he can prepare pasta probably. <laughs> yeah. So if he were to invite you over for supper, would you eat his cooking? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just the pasta you would eat, nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> and the salad probably. Yeah. That's funny. What was one item as a child that he could not live without? Definitely. Definitely yeah. basketball. <laughs> yeah. He had many of them, so he couldn't decide which one is better. But whenever he had, let's say, a birthday, we asked him, what do you want for a birthday? And the, there was only two answers, basketball or basket shoes, like shoes for, for basketball. That's <laughs> he didn't have any other toys at all. Did he ever play, like when he was in your country, did he ever play like outside on the playground? Yes, every day after this, every day. He came home. Straight to the court, yeah, his friends. That was daily. So you had just mentioned that he loves basketball shoes. Um, let's talk about his Jordan brand uh, contract that he signed uh, in 2019. What was that like for him? He likes it a lot. I mean, obviously, he's a fan of Michael Jordan, so, yeah, he was so excited to sign with them, and, yeah, he was really happy. <laughs> What was your childhood nickname for him? It was Luki. Luki. Oh, that's Luki. cute. <laughs> <laughs> Do you still call him Luki? Does he let you? No way. He kill me. <laughs> He's just Luki. Well, that's okay. He's a big boy now, I guess, right? So you can't call him Luki anymore. That's okay, yeah, Mom. We understand. I agree. I agree. Now we want to ask some tips or advice from you for our listeners. Okay? So what three tips would you give a mom who has to deal with a coaching decision that she does not agree with? You mean, in this case, you mean that... Um He's going to coach. No. No. Say if, say if you're, uh, you are sitting in a, in a, just say you were, you're in, you're in Madrid and there's a mom there and she's not happy with a, a decision that the coach made and you're sitting right next to her. What advice would you give her? Okay. Um, I'm, as a mom, I'm really calm. So I watch the games. I never recommend anything. Um, I also think he would really feel bad. But if somebody would probably comment beside me, I would say, actually, the coaches are there to doing their job. And I think that's true. If I would be or she should be a perfect coach, she, she would be a coach probably. So we don't know why those decisions, decisions are like that, but for sure they are right. That's actually a good advice. It's true because they're not coaches, but yet they want to put their opinion and you know what I mean? Put their opinion on the game or put their opinion on the coach when really their thought could be absolutely wrong. So sometimes, or all the time, they just let a coach be a coach. That's their profession, and they have to live with their decisions as well, right? Yeah, I think that's, that's how it should be for, for the parents. 
Of course. I don't think there's any coach that wants to go out there and lose. So if he makes a decision for his team, I'm sure, or or she, because there could be a female coach too, I'm sure that <laughs> they're making the right decision that they think for their team at the time. What advice would you give to a player about how to deal with a tough teammate? Yeah, this is actually, I would say that this is um, a team sport. It's not an individual sport. So if you play in a team sport, you need to adjust. That's definitely. And try to talk between each other. I think talk between each other, that would be the best. How does Luca receive new players on the team? Uh, he received them very well. He was always very good with them. That's what I was really proud of him because he never had a problem with the team players. Even when he was a kid, even in Olympia Ljubljana, mm-hmm. even in Real Madrid, even here. So I think this is really important. If you want to be a great player and if you want to be good with your team, because when the teammates stick together, they play much better, all of them. So I think this is something that you need to you need to put in your head that this is really important that you get along very good with all of them. Your son's been playing basketball for quite a for quite some time now, but yet he's still so young. So, who is his mentor? Well, I mean, it's hard to say because he he started so young, so he had hmm. few few people he likes. So I think he learned from all of them. Um, he didn't have a special mentor. He wants to be Luca. He doesn't probably want to be compared to other yeah. players, but he wants to be Luca. So. That's why he's so special in, in, in those things. But he didn't have a real mentor, but he was learning from all the good players. Yeah. So he's developed good friendships with the players now. And does he ask them questions on how to become a better player or things like that? Do you know? No, this I don't know. But I know that he has a really good relation with all of them, also with the players from Spain. So, But yeah, I don't know if he If you could give one piece of advice to another courtside mom, what would it be? That an eatery is not so hard like I thought it would be. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I love that. (laughs) I'm joking. (laughs) Um, Just enjoy life with, with with your son. That's important. Support them because they need support. Because when they are really successful, everybody going to be nice to them. Everybody going to say, oh, you are good, you're good. But when something really went wrong, your family is going to stay there. So just be there to support them in good and especially in better. You know, Luca is like I keep saying he's so young and he has many 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 years left of playing basketball in him but if we look way in the future what do you think uh, life after basketball would be for him um I hope I hope that he's gonna do some, probably he's gonna do something connected to the basketball and I will be really happy that he does something because sometimes, I am worried because usually players after the, the career, they are kind of lost. And yeah. that's because they don't know what to do. Basketball was their life and it's hard. It's really hard for them. So hopefully 
he said one time he's going to be a coach. So let's see. Hopefully he's going to stay in basketball because it's something he really likes. Do you think he'll be coaching in the U.S. or do you think that he would love to either return to Slovenia or maybe anywhere else in the world? What do you think? I think he, he might like to go back to Slovenia because he really loves to be there. And I think when his career is going to be over, I'm pretty sure he's going to move back and do something there. But we never know. I mean, he still has the time. Do you have a found, does he have a foundation? Yes. Okay. Tell me about that foundation. Like, what does it do? What does it give back to? Our our foundation, we help kids um, whose parents doesn't have enough money to support them in a sport. This is our, actually, our job. But we also help other kids when parents doesn't have money, enough money. So we try to help as as much as kids as we can. It's not easy, but it's... It's a lot of them. So when Luca was a kid, we helped a lot of them. So we did a lot of charity together when he was a kid. So he's used to it. So we saw a lot of time that kids um, affect him. So he really wants to help. That is so nice that as a player, he, you know what I mean? He recognizes that and, and he wants to give back um, to other players. Of course. Because, you know what I mean? It's like he has that big heart where he wants them to get where he is. Does he do any events in, in your country? Like, do you guys ever go back to Slovenia and do, like, basketball camps? Yeah, he had, he had one basketball camp in Spain, in Madrid, but in Slovenia not yeah. so much because whenever he come back, we want him to be at home to rest a little bit because he has so much obligations during the season. Whenever he comes home back to Slovenia, he wants to rest. He doesn't want to do so many things. So for now, he doesn't do basketball camps. But I think in the future, he's going, he's going to do it. Well, the NBA, um, the season just started. Are you excited now that you get to watch him play? Yes, we are excited. Unfortunately, we cannot watch the games, but doesn't matter. We watch them on TV, and but we are really excited that they start, yeah. Okay, so the arena is not open yet. Um, not open yet, fortunately. Uh, well, hopefully your arena will be open very soon. It's going to be better soon, so hopefully. 2020 is over, so thanks God 21 is coming, so <laughs> we'll be better for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, my son plays for Orlando Magic, and, and you can go watch the games, but it's very limited. Yeah. They can. Well, I'm, I'm in Canada, so I can't go anyway, So, but that's okay. Well... I had such a wonderful time speaking with you, Miriam. You are absolutely fantastic. You're awesome. And it was, it was nice to, to learn um, about your son from your perspective. And you are the first uh, mother that I had on the show who is from Europe and her son came to the NBA. Usually it's the opposite. So I just love learning the perspective from your eyes um, and from that side of the world. So thank you very, very much for coming on Courtside Mom. Thank you very much for the invitation. I enjoyed very much. Thank you for tuning in, guys. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Courtside Moms and make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Do it naturally. Whoa, whoa, whoa.